This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, Hour 2. Sit down, strap up, and let's rock. Hey, you can also find all our shows on your podcast platform, whatever that might be. Just go to GunSportsRadio.com. GunSportsRadio.com. This hour is brought to you by Cali Key. Cali Key is a drop-in solution for any AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California-compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. It's more important now than it ever was. This segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to sdcgo.org. $10 a month will keep you in the loop, keep you safe, and your family. Right now, we've got Joe Germisi, and he's going to talk to you about what happens when the little sheep are frightened. Yeah, as soon as I overcome this, uh, the stress here, that's my segment. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, what I've written about this week and the same as last week, I guess, is, you know, talking about this um, COVID-19 thing that, that we're all stuck talking uh, about right now. And um, the gist of both of the articles in the last two weeks is that, um, you know, the, the virus itself is real. It's not, And I'm not trying to belittle or make, you know, make light of, of the thing. I mean, it's a real thing. But the the over the top hysterical reaction is is not warranted by what's going on, you know, from a health point of view. And um, the problem with this is this reaction, the things that are going on out there are making it much, much worse. I think the damage that's done, the the number of people that are going to be hurt by by things like shutting everything down now and and keeping things shut down indefinitely um, is going to end up hurting a lot more people than the actual virus. And, you know, part of this is, um, uh, you know, because Michael was saying, okay, we'll debate this, you know, the reactions and all this stuff here. And, and you know, you'll hear my, my side of it will be the, uh, uh, my position on it anyway will be obvious. But, um, you know, people are making a lot more out of this than they should. And, again, if you look at just the numbers, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be taking precautions. You know, you should be doing everything you would normally do when we have a, a bad flu outbreak and i'm not trying to to minimize this virus or, or belittle it or anything like that but i am saying it's when everything is said and done uh chances are really good that what this is going to look like from a public health point of view is going to be a bad flu year i mean that that's really what this is going to look like and dealing with that it does not warrant shutting down our economy uh, because if you you look at this for right now, everything is shut down at least till the end of the month, um, probably longer than that, uh, from what they're saying. 
And um, it's one thing to shut everything down for a couple of weeks, but to continue that for, say, through April, through May, um, a lot of companies can't go like that. You have to remember in, in this country, probably uh, it's a little over 60% of the people that work in this country work at small or medium-sized companies. And a lot of these companies, like you see the restaurants, the bars, places like that, um, can't stay shut down for a month or two months or three months. Um, there are some places that, you know, they say, well, you could serve takeout. Um, some places can't do that um, either because they're not that kind of a restaurant or that doesn't pay enough for them. Um, there's a group of guys uh, where I live out in Lakeside that own five different restaurants. They're very successful. They're very good. They were saying that none of their, because their restaurants tend to be bar restaurants, and they just can't keep the doors open on takeout business. So for, you know, in their case, they had to lay off 350 people. And you could do that for a couple of weeks, maybe, but a lot of people can't go for, you know, a month, two months, three months without some kind of income. And um, so I'm just thinking that the, or my, my position is anyway, that the the reaction is worse than the virus. And if you look at some of the numbers, um, I think I mentioned this last week, there's a, uh, a really good um, website. It's the Powerline blog site, really great information on there. But they did a little story about this and um, they were trying to put the numbers in perspective and they used numbers from the CDC and from the World Health Organization. And these numbers were new up to um, the 20th, so two days old, basically. But if you look at um, global fatalities or global deaths um, in an annual flu season, um, and they, they give it to you in a range, but it's, it's um, less than 500,000. But that's the kind of number they're looking at. If um, you look at in the United States in a, um, a mild flu year, we have about 12,000 deaths. In a severe flu year, probably 50,000 or so. Um, three years ago, in 2017, we had, uh, they say, depending on who you listen to, uh, between 60 and 80,000 uh, died from the flu, and that was a 40-year high. If you look at what's going on with this coronavirus, right now, the global death toll, so all over the world, everything they know of is, uh, as of two days ago, was 11,177. In the United States, you know, we have, we've had 201 so far. But there's a sensationalizing aspect to this. I just saw on the monitor here in the studio, they, they just put up the first uh, San Diego uh, coronavirus death. I mean, you would never see that, um, you know, for flu or something that's not, that hasn't been politicized, I guess, the way this has been. And, you know, my point is we need to stop this. Um, our politicians, our leaders need to be responsible with this stuff. And yeah, the shutdown thing is good, I think. But, but I think at the end of the month, um, the governor and these people should say, okay, you know what? Companies that want to come back to work, that want to start opening up are free to do so. We're going to take just the regular precautions we always do, you know, pay attention to what you're doing. But this, this economic devastation, I think, is unwarranted right now. And I think the, uh, the cure is going to be worse than the, um, than actual than the the disease, disease here. Yeah, well said. Be, um, from a financial standpoint, all these people wiped out. And um, so at what point do you throw the economy under the bus, uh, you know, for all of this? Well, I just that, don't know. Well, yeah. And the longer you drag this on, the longer it's going to take to recover. I, I, we were talking a little bit earlier. You know, I train project managers for a living. Yep. And my income went to zero when this started. So, OK, if um, 
you know, it goes a month, two months, three months. The longer that goes, the longer it's going to take to recover. Because companies, if you're shutting companies down for, it's one thing for a couple of weeks. Even bigger companies, if you're going to shut them down for a month, two months, three months, when it comes back up, they have to recover this. And they're going to have to do what they need to do to recover, which means... They may be laying people off. They um, may not be hiring people that they were going yeah. to hire. You know, they have to make up for this. They're almost certainly not going to be training anybody. And uh, the longer this goes, the more devastating it's going to be. And, you know, we're really going to suffer for this, I think, the people anyway. And, um, you know, our politicians should not be doing that. They should be looking out for us. You know, I saw a meme where that had two quotes, one from March 9th, Donald Trump. Uh, and it says the fake news media and their partner, the Democratic Party, is doing everything within its semi-considerable power, it used to be greater, to inflame the coronavirus situation far beyond what the facts would warrant. Surgeon General, quote, the risk is low to the average American. And then the second part of the meme is from March 17th. So, you know, it's about a week later. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a <laughs> pandemic. Now, they put that up as if he's being hypocritical mm-hmm. or part of the problem. Both those statements are true. Well, and again, it is a pandemic and they are overreacting and it is out of hand. And it's, you know, it's we're not in this situation because there are a ton of people that are sick. We're in this situation because there's a public policy that went way overboard. Well, Exactly. And, you know, and if we had a, uh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a free press anymore and we don't have an honest, competent media. But if we did, those people would be screaming at these politicians. They'd be saying, what are you doing? This is not warranted. You're killing people. Why are you doing this? But we don't see that now. And if we had President, um, if we had President Clinton today and not President Trump, you would not be seeing this hysteria. I don't think. I you, agree. I don't think you'd even that. be seeing it with Obama. Well, you didn't. H one N one. Yeah, look what H one N one. Look how many people died under his reign. I can't tell you who it is, but I know an elected official who got a briefing with a bunch of other elected officials locally. Um, from like the head infectious disease guy of the county, and the guy said, "Yeah, shutting down schools not warranted. This this is going to be like what Joe is saying, a very bad flu season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's COVID nineteen is actually related to uh, a cold. You know, mm-hmm. it's a really bad cold, but none of that's warranted. The next day, shut down. All these same politicians who were in that room with that infectious disease guy. Well, see, and and the thing is too, if you look at like with the school shutdowns, because because my wife's a principal." And, you know, they're talking about now Governor Newsom's talking about, well, the schools are probably going to be closed till next year. So, okay, these kids now have lost three months worth of school. Mm -hmm. They're not going to make that up. I mean, they're talking about distance learning and stuff, but there's a whole host of problems with that. Well, these kids are going to go into next year now and they're not going to hold any of them back. They'll push all of them through. Sure. And they're going to go into their next year not prepared and they're going to be struggling from day one going through that and it's all not necessary no. you heard what what casey said on the last segment mm-hmm. they were talking about the new gun purchases the the dros forms uh, he said about seven thousand to eight thousand a day mm-hmm. normal's about 1500 he actually he said he's got people coming in that say you know i don't know i've never bought a gun before i don't yeah. know what i want just point to one i'll buy it that's the level of panic right. that the government is instilling in the public, and that's bad. But they don't seem that. to have a problem with they it. They don't seem to care at all. But we'll yeah. ask Brian about that and, in the next and segment then you got because I want to hear about that. Then you got Governor Como saying that if Trump doesn't do something about you know the, the, this this money coming in, people are going to die. Well, he's not. He's just waiting to sign it. Yeah, and and now and they're talking about too that now he's uh, they're saying Cuomo now is overshadowing uh, Bernie and uh, Biden now. Oh, as I a know. Possible well, have contender. you seen what Cuomo's been doing after all of his you know, hashtag president? 
Yeah, and I, and I think that that runs in that family though. If you look at Fredo or oh yeah, Fredo on yeah. Uh, CNN, right? It's just <laughs> he may be the smart one in that bunch. Yeah, gosh, I hate. Well, and he, he actually complimented the job that, that Trump's doing. Well, I know, but he and Newsom both said, yeah, Trump's he, doing and, right. and he probably got you know what in the ringer, and and now he's turned well, it back yeah, cause, around because even Omar complimented the job that right. uh, and I Trump bet they doing. both got reprimanded for doing it too. What do you want to bet? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't bet that at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back. We got a whole lot more right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key converts any mil spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop in solution no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact. At a price you can afford, Cali Key, K A L I K E Y dot com. All right, who we got calling in next? All right, we have a friend of the show, a founding board member of San Diego County Gun Owners, and he also has this really cool job as state senator out in East County. Uh, senator Brian Jones, how you doing, man? Hey guys, what's happening? How's it going? Living the dream. Um, you know what? Uh, well, I don't know if we're living a dream right now or living a nightmare, but we're living something. Yeah. Now, I want to ask your uh, feedback on all this, and I want to get some more details and some thoughts and all kinds of stuff. But I want to, right out the gate, uh, the last time you and I spoke, you were uh, going to have a talk with the governor's office. And uh, I, I just wanted to say, have you heard anything? There's a huge fear out there that the state's going to flip the switch and turn the DROS system off so that people can't pick up firearms, can't buy firearms. That's the background check system, basically, for the state of California. Right. And you can't pick up your firearm uh, if DROS is not on. You have to be able to check DROS and make sure they're all good to go. So I just wanted to, right off the bat, let's let's get that out and tell us what you well, know about let's, that. Let, let, let's right off the bat, you know, let's get out there. You know, my personal philosophy is that the Second Amendment trumps uh, DROS, but, uh, you know, we'll have to work through that in, in another manner than over the radio, I think. Um <laughs> But, uh, no, I did ask that question. I was on the uh, – we, we, our caucus, the Republican caucus, did have a conference call with the governor on um, Friday afternoon, and he did come on the call for a little bit. Uh, but your issue came up after that call. Um, and so I, t- I had a, a one-on-one call with the deputy leg director, legislative director yesterday and asked him. He hadn't heard anything about that Um he he thinks it's a rumor. Uh, he's checking into it and going to get back to me. So he's probably got to run that up, you know, through the OES, which is the Oper- uh, Office of uh, Emergency Services, and then down the chain over at the DOJ to get, you know, an official answer. I, I, I would find that very unlikely. I think even the Democrats that are in control in Sacramento right now understand that that would create a myriad of problems that they don't want to get into. Yeah, I really, um, I've been hearing it. It is just a rumor. I mean, truly, I've not seen a single reliable source uh, even suggest this. So it is the very definition of a rumor. And I hope everybody that's listening to this, please help us squash that rumor and have everyone just relax. 
Uh, you know, ever right. vigilant, but please just relax. There's absolutely no truth that we can find that that's even being considered. Yeah. And this is Senator Brian Jones, who, like he said, just spoke to not just the governor, but the governor's office. And he'll definitely, Brian, you're going to let me know if you do hear of anything. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I think you're absolutely um, right. That would cause enormous chaos. And even <laughs> even they know their limitations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. So what are your thoughts on this whole situation, the uh, the stay-at-home uh, order and uh, the way the state's handling this? And uh, what are some of the things that have come across your desk that you'd like to get out? Well, there's a lot of misinformation and miscommunication out there. Even, you know, the local law enforcement and local jurisdictions don't understand the governor's order. So let me kind of clear up some things. The, the, the state, a lot of the press, unfortunately, has been reporting this as a shelter-in-place uh, situation, which it absolutely 100% is not. A shelter-in-place order is when there's an imminent danger uh, uh, threatening your community. The law enforcement and the government officials issue that order because they know they can't get to your area in time to defend your property or your your person in a manner that is safe. So they issue a, a shelter-in-place order. This is a stay-at-home order, and it's really it's a stay-at-home request. It's not. Is it even an order? Request. I mean, suggestion. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's a it's a request, um, and I'm hearing you know. Situations of law enforcement over overplaying this. You know, my son lives down by the beach, and uh, SDPD was blocking the entrance to the parking lots at the beach, which is absolutely not part of this order. Um, another friend of mine said his business was visited by the sheriff's deputies, uh, asking them to close their doors because they didn't understand the order. Here in so, San Diego? It, yeah, yeah. And Did so, that get resolved, or is he closed? It's getting it's it's getting resolved. Good, it's getting resolved. Um, the, and and I will say that the you know the the miscommunication has not been coming from the governor's office, and when there is a miscommunication, he's he's come back on, or somebody from the office has come back on to explain. No, this is what this means. Uh, and my, I haven't seen it, but my understanding is he even did a couple of minutes yesterday you know, kind of explaining some of this. For example, state parks are open right now. Now, the campgrounds are closed, but the trails are open, the state parks are open, um, state beaches are open. So the the stay-at-home, like I think you said is a request, is, you know, stay at home, and when you have to go out in the public, I mean, the order even says when you go out, uh, for whatever reason, maintain a safe social distance, which in this case is six feet, which we ought to all be doing during flu season anyways. If nothing else good out of this whole coronavirus thing comes out of it, is all of us will maybe next year have better hygiene, and so maybe a few of us will get the flu next year, which would be nice. Um, but, you know, so I, I want to, you know, just show that with your listeners that, um, you know, the outdoors is still open. Uh you know, go enjoy it and just be cognitive of the six foot, you know, safe social distancing. So this this request. order is not enforceable. We're not in martial law. We're not. Yeah. I mean, it's I guess, it, Michael, it, I'm looking into that and I haven't gotten a straight answer yet. 
you know, what is what's enforceable about this and what isn't enforceable. Obviously, uh, they were able to directly shut down nightclubs and restaurants and bars. Right. Um, but, you know, as far as other businesses, you know, I, Heather and I went to Lowe's yesterday. They were open. Uh, and, you know, I think Home Depot is open during the day. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, my kids work at Costco. They're yeah. working extra hours right now. So the, the, men, the what, has been so busy. The, the, what I've seen being actually published and mentioned, not some you know guy on internet, but actual uh, media has talked about government code section eighty six sixty five, which states that anyone who refuses or willingful uh, willfully neglects to obey a lawful order is guilty of a misdemeanor and could be fined up to a thousand dollars or imprisoned for six months or both, and that that that's the. Uh, government code section 8665 is what is it's the enforcement part of of the of a uh, you know of a, like a national disaster code right uh, and it's right. but it's okay. unclear on whether or not that, that applies to this if he's just saying hey well, yeah, probably a good it, idea it to stay be, home it would be good to get a constitutional attorney on and, and have them speak to that yeah well you know it another point too because car dealerships Okay. Right. Service departments are open, but the sales side are being closed down. So I asked the dealer, well, what's the reason? He said, we are totally confused. We don't know. So we've just closed our sales department. And then Ford. That's one of the, that's actually the perfect example of what I'm trying to get clarified (laughs) because the order does say that parts and service can be open, but it doesn't say sales can or can't. So, you know, some of these dealers are, are, you know, they've got their sales department open, but, um, you know, is that legal? Is that not legal? If, if it's not legal, then what's the penalty if they do do it? Um, you know, these, these cards, as I explained to the governor's office yesterday, you know, he doesn't have a concept or some of his people don't. No. So when they, uh, on the first of every month, all of these car dealerships at a minimum are $800,000 in the hole. Right. I mean, did they... They got $800,000 of fixed costs every month, whether they sell one car or don't sell a car. That's right. So, you know, and they've got to start selling cars on the first to uh, get to that $800,000 mark as soon as possible. You know, some of them get there on the 15th. Some yeah. of them get there on the 30th. And then, and then and, check this out, Brian. So Ford Motor Company, to try to help out, says all 2019s, except Raptors, Shelby's, and Expeditions, will get 0% for 84 months, plus Ford's going to pay your first six months of your payments. Holy cow. But they, but, wow. but if the dealerships are not open, how are you going to collect? I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's like the right yeah. hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. Say that again. All 2019s, these are Fords, except Raptors, Shelby's, and Expeditions, 0%. For 84 months, and Ford will make the first six months of your payment. Wow. That's that amazing. Phenomenal. But the Ford dealerships are closed. They right. won't... 84, months is, 84 months is too long to finance a car, but... Well, not for some people. It doesn't matter. Not for yeah. some people. Some people, you know, I mean, at 0%, hey, I'd rather keep yeah. the money and not pay the... I mean, but yet, the dealerships, and they're confused because they don't have anything that's written in stone... So they can make a decision right. without so, getting in so trouble. Before we let you go, what are your thoughts on this? You every briefing you've had, every piece of information you've give, been given, are we going overboard, or what do you what do you think about this whole thing? 
Well, look, every listener that you have can do their own research on this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we compare the coronavirus impacts on uh, death rate and, you know, people getting sick and all of that, compared to just the regular flu, the, um, you know, the numbers don't jive. No. Right? So um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to understand this. I'm trying to be supportive of our government, you know, in in responding to this. Uh, I'm I'm it's just hard. not convinced yet. I'm not convinced yet that that this is uh, reasonable and, um, and and proportional. And the damage that's being done is irreversible. Economic damage, yeah, yeah, economic. Yeah, yeah that economic damage is to, to some people is going to be irre- irreversible, likely, right. likely to millions of Californians. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, yeah. I'll even go into All my, Americans. I'll look, even go into look, my look, world, look, guys. We got, we got to be careful on, on criticizing just California on this. Oh, Our president's the one that's leading the charge on this. So, right. um, you know, like I said, you know, our governor um, is, you know, he's, he's responding to the leadership of the president at mm-hmm. this point in time. Yeah. All right, buddy. Hey, it's always good talking to you. I wish we had more time to chat with you. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you, Senator Jones. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. All right. You too. Folks, this is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Laura, he ate all the brownies. Don't listen to him. He, he ate brownies, all the blondies. I, he ate all the I tried to save you one. I tried. Just ate I ate some, too. So it's, yeah, but, I, I was curious to see if you could say the answer. If I could get there. the answer out, out with all the <laughs> molasses. All well, the you got it all drooling down your face. Oh, my God. Social Eileen, distance, if, though. if you're listening, this is delicious. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you. You can do all our cooking. A.O. Sword Firearms and Gun Store. Have you been to A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon? They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearms Store, located at 929 East Main Street in El Cajon. Go to their website, aosword.com. Or call them, 619-749-4867. Bill, buy or repair. Aosword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. Call them at 619-749-4867. But my recommendation, email them. Because I have a sneaky feeling our man, David Chong, who's on the line right now, is one busy individual. Man, I just talked to you a week ago, and the world has changed. <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to rewrite our ad copy because uh, it used to say the widest selection of uh, guns in San Diego. Now you don't have nothing. Yeah, we have some guns in San Diego. Come on down. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? And all the people you're getting in have never owned a firearm, right? Yeah, ninety percent brand new gun oh owners. So every God. single one is. Uh, we love to do it all the time. It's just hard, a hand-holding process, because every one of them is wide-eyed. I can't believe what it takes. And you have to explain to each and every one of them. It's kind of like, hey, you voted these people in, so, you know, don't be complaining to me. 
I, I was so thankful to have a representative of the San Diego County gun owners uh, uh, at our store yesterday, uh, all day long, Gina Roberts, uh, helping Gina. people understand the gun laws mm-hmm. and uh, uh, helping them through the process, getting them lined out before they got through the door. Uh, we need more of that, Michael. So uh, get some volunteers <laughs> that was, lined up. That was Madam yeah. Ambassador. Yeah, Doesn't man. she do a great job? Fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, we already, we already told... Michael, that he needs to. Uh, what, so, what was she? What exactly was she doing? Was she like? To, what, what kind of information needs to get out there? So, uh, uh, it's what I've been doing. What I've been doing all week, which is why uh, I've had almost. Well, I lost my voice. Uh, and just, <laughs> yeah, uh, as I can tell. Sound a little <laughs> demi more. You know, the the gist. Ooh, the gist <laughs> of it is: everyone who's buying a gun for the first time, raise your hand. They all go up, and then okay, folks. Here's what you need. We run them through their ID and their documentation. And then for those who that, that calls the line a little bit because some of them don't have that and can't get it. Others, they say, well, I can get it online. Great. Email it to us while you're sitting here. You'll be fine. Uh, other folks, many, many people, uh, hundreds. I'm not saying 100. I'm saying multiple hundred people were turned down from the line over this past week and a half because uh, they've got a federal limit supply ID and no proof of their citizenship. That's a no-go for a gun. Mm, um, we told them. So, yeah, we did. We, we did that story uh, last summer, You right? were one of the first ones to bring that to attention, that whole thing with the, uh, you know, the, the driver's license. Thank you. I, I, I yelled it from the rooftops. and You did. That, that post got 11 million views on Ooh. Facebook. Yeah. So, so we tell them what they're going to need to buy a gun, and then, uh, uh, and then we tell them about the process. You mean I can't take a gun home today? What about? Isn't this a gun show? Isn't there a loophole? There's no gun show loophole in California. Wow. No. And Any, uh, anywhere. Then, right, anywhere. And then, lastly, uh, uh, once we've helped the folks uh, kind of a go a triage on gun buyers. Then it's ammo buyers. I've got a gun. I just want to get some 38 special for for Grandpa's gun. Well, you you have you bought a gun in California before? Okay, no. Then you don't have a gun registered to you, so you're not going to be able to take home ammo today. And uh, the wow. normal 15 minute to two hour uh, uh, basic background check that. Uh, does a, a one-time comprehensive background check on a potential ammo purchaser. Now it's we're not getting answers for days, so we tell them you're not you're not going to be able to get your ammo for days if you still want to wait in line, and we lose a lot of them as well. Um, so it's it's a very disappointing line for a lot of people who haven't done this before. The folks who know what they're doing, they're already and used to it, and uh, they get in there, and our line starts short. Um, when we open the door, we've already got about a half hour line, uh, sometimes an hour. And by the time we cut off the line to any further guests, we've got about a two hour line at the end of the day. That's why we close it off between two and 4 PM. Is there any common denominator like, uh, or are these just, just people of all ages, all walks of life, all, I mean, is there anything, uh, you know what I mean? Are there anything that, that, that all these people have in common, or are they just every you know? These I, I will are the tell people you the, the one thing that they have in common 
the, the one thing that they have in common, because uh, otherwise it's a, a massively wide political spectrum, ideological spectrum, uh, racial spectrum. Uh, but the one thing they have in common is I never thought that I would be a gun owner. Wow. I never thought that I never saw the need for me to have a gun before. Wow. And and all that's changed is they have realized what gun owners have known all this time is that we are responsible for our own personal security and safety. Mm-hmm. So are you when they come in and they want to buy a pistol or they want to maybe buy a shotgun, I'm assuming most people just come in and they think they just want a pistol, but I don't know, maybe someone like a shotgun or whatever. But are you the shotguns? The shotguns were absolute. Do you remember four weeks ago? I, I had, I was so lousy with used security shotguns. I was running a sale, and I never run sales. Um, those were the first things to go. Wow. Everybody thought Uncle Joe Biden must be must know something. <laughs> so I'll get a shotgun and I'll throw, I'll shoot a blast into the air. Yeah, and run away through the through the door. Okay, but here, here so yeah. when they're in there buying their shotgun or buying their pistol. Do you get any remarks? Because you're a pretty heavy AR shop. So do you get yeah. any remarks about that? Does that conversation come up? Or people, you know, I'll one, buy a one pistol, in, one but not 50, a damn. One in 50 people are like, well, I don't need an assault weapon. Well, we don't sell assault weapons. But <laughs> and then it, it is those people specifically where I will pull aside and I will tell them, ballistically speaking, here's what this 9 millimeter is going to do through three rooms of your house. Here's what the shotgun is going to do to your body. Um, and here's, here's what it's like to shoot an AR-15. And I uh, uh, encourage listeners to go onto our Facebook page. Matter of fact, I'll share it to bring it up to the top. Back a year and a half ago, some, some uh, liberal news writer uh, said he had PTSD yeah. from shooting an AR-15 for the first time. So I went out to the range and I held an AR-15 with one hand and shot it repeatedly with my outstretched arm and showed that there's really no lighter shooting gun in a centerfire caliber than an AR-15. Is that ridiculous? Wonderfully easy to handle and shoot. And and so I'll, I will, before I let them buy a gun, they get the speech about this is the best home protection that you could buy with the easiest path to learning other than perhaps a revolver. But uh, and but you are a little more likely to hit your target with an AR-15. And it looks and, cool. And uh, I I haven't had anybody uh, uh, refuse to drink that Kool Aid yet. <laughs> the week after that, matter of uh, fact, some of them bought some of them bought the AR. Good. Uh, the week after that uh, reporter wrote that malarkey, we had a shooting social and we uh, got video of a of a 17 year old girl for, who was visiting from Iceland. And, uh, I mean, she was all of about a hundred and nothing pounds and she shot the AR and had this huge smile on her face, <laughs> you know, which yeah. I, I don't know why she didn't have uh, post-traumatic if, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And uh, what an affront to, uh, my brothers in arms who actually do carry a burden of PTSD. No kidding. In their lives. Sad. Oh, well, the, you know, this kind of, you know, this kind of crisis, uh, you really it's clarifying isn't it it kind of cuts through all the anti-gun bs the all the anti-gun uh you know uh, well gee you don't need this or it's you're more likely to hurt yourself than defend yourself with a gun all it, it's there's a, a, a strong clarifying effect that just you know people go hey you know what the most effective way for me to protect myself in time of crisis is a firearm that's absolutely correct. Mm. Uh, I am a 
world champion martial artist back in the you know galaxy far far away long long time ago uh the average citizen could not do anything to protect themselves from me if i decided to violate the social contract and exert my physical will against them unless they have a firearm so let me ask you this you're a, you're a martial arts expert trained martial arts expert um sure. if if i were going to put you up against uh, a set this seventeen-year-old girl with an AR, or Tito Ortiz, one of the two, or John Wick, <laughs> not not John Wick. <laughs> Who would you rather go toe to toe with, the seventeen-year-old with the AR or Tito Ortiz? I would much rather, so long as the seventeen-year-old had squared herself away emotionally with the ability to pull that trigger. I would much rather get into the ring with Tito Ortiz, even with a long time limit. Yeah, uh, I have, I have. I have absolutely no chance against a uh, a young young woman armed with an AR-15 and the will to survive. Yep. Well, there you go. There you go. Wow. You're so the best, well, Dave. Good. Thanks, buddy. Stay safe. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Try to get some sleep, gargle, and you'll be fine. Go see me on TV. PBS did a national news story on me. Oh, really? When's it air? Uh, it's already up. Uh, uh, it's shared on my Facebook page, oh. or you can Google PBS AO Sword. Now you're a... Okay, your new name is Hollywood. (laughs) We'll talk to you later, guys. All right, this is FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. No sleep till! All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? It's Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight-pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year. With the comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Hey, the refi bell just went off this week. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to an historic low. If you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, Call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. You know, there has to, we've been talking about people, uh, and by the way, with Sam on the line, we're going to do uh, Stump My Nephew every week we 
ask a question of my 20-year-old nephew, and we try to stump him. And if you send in a question and we use your question, you get a T-shirt. If you stump him, you get a T-shirt and a hat. Sam, are you there? Yep, good to have you back, Uncle Mike. Hey, man. So we were just talking about, of course, you work at a gun shop in Virginia. Uh, by the way, Virginia under the same kind of uh, stay-at-home order? And, and if so, where do you know where that is? that coming from your governor? Or are you guys following uh, federal advice? Or what's going on there? Well, we aren't under lockdown yet, but it it's starting to look like we might get to that point. Um, our state hasn't really been um, infected to the same degree some other ones are, um, but we really don't know where this is going. All the schools have shut down, the public schools, all the universities have moved to online classes, and most people are kind of staying home. So, and you work at a gun shop. Are you guys, everybody going nuts? Um, that doesn't even begin to describe it. And are they all new? Are they all new buyers like we're hearing in here in California? Are they all brand new gun owners? I'm pleasantly surprised to. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to see a lot of uh, new gun owners coming in. Uh, well, prospective gun owners coming in, hoping to buy and uh, arm themselves because they're realizing that. Um, you know, it's it's important to have that capacity to, to defend, to defend one's yourself, life sure. and one's family and one's home. You know, guys, there has to be there has to be some news source out there. I'm going to just talk about like the mainstream, you know, CNN, MSNBC. There has to be uh, like some kind of uh, uh, news stories that are being produced that our side of the political spectrum isn't reading. And the other side of the political spectrum is reading, and we're all going, "What is the de-? you know? Why is everybody freaking out?" And the other side's going, "We better go buy a gun." There has to be a series of articles out here, you know what I mean? Like some of these, uh, like Slate, and uh, you know, some of these um, t- tend to be politically left side uh, um, news sources, uh, the Atlantic. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually seen a few articles in a lot of those left-leaning uh, media outlets saying basically that you shouldn't go out and buy a gun, sort of trying to bail some water out of the boat, hoping a lot of their people don't come over to the, uh, you know, join the dark side, so to speak. Well, then, then it's not that if that's what they're saying, but it just, why are, why are the two sides so different? Well, I think when you get down to it, people people are afraid. Gun owners aren't afraid. Gun owners have guns. It's, um, you know, when these other people are afraid like that, because I don't know that it's a left-right news thing. They don't trust their government to protect them. Well, because, I mean, even if you look at Fox, um, I mean, Fox is the same thing. It's been 24-7, corona, 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 and it's just the end of the world there, too. Yeah, well, that was my theory. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's so weird that there's such a, you, you perceive, from what I'm hearing from gun shop folks, is that, you know, two weeks ago, these people did not uh, think they'd ever be gun owners, and they are now waiting in line for hours to be gun owners. Right. Well, again, though, because they're being frightened by the government, by this overreaction. I think that's yeah, what it is. As a gun owner, same. like yeah. I said, if you're responsible, you should have ammunition. You should have guns. You know, I, you, you're I not guess, trying to get them in the crisis. I guess it's that simple. I guess you're <laughs> right. All right. Well, all right. Well, shall we ask our question? Go for it. All right, Joanna from the beautiful city of Oceanside, right here in sunny San Diego. Uh, Joanna wants to know, she said, what's another name for the Barrett M82A1 50 caliber sniper rifle? She wants to know another name for the Barrett M82A1 50 caliber sniper rifle. I hate to tell you this one, but you asked it last time. Oh, really? 
You did. Whoa, has he got a memory? So I guess I, do I lose a shirt? You, you lose, lose it. Do I got to take my out. shirt off? No, we don't want you to All take right. your shirt off. Why? That was my question. All right. Well, who blue. else got a question? I think that was the question. That was the question. Did you get it right last time? Yes, of course he did. <laughs> he always gets it right. So going back to your situation, when you have these these people coming in that have never bought a gun before, do you do any kind of education when you're talking to them? Do you explain to them, you know, the folks you voted in are really is part of the problem, or do you just sell them a gun? No, I really don't address uh, politics with customers in the sh- I don't really address politics with customers in the shop unless they're regulars whose political viewpoints I, I already am aware of. Mm. Because really, honestly, I think that the, the single most important thing we as the gun owning community can do to strengthen our position is outreach. And the, a big part of outreach is me being the guy behind the counter, creating as welcoming an environment as I possibly can for people who uh, for whom it took a long time to work up the nerve to walk into a gun store. Yeah, that's true. That's very good. How old are you? 20 years old. Well, the other thing we could do is, you know, follow what the churches have done for years, and that just have a whole bunch of babies and then as gun owners, and then you have a whole bunch of baby gun owners. You're going to see that in November from this uh, stay-at-home thing. Yeah, it's called about nine months. Yeah, Yeah. about nine months. You're going to have so many little rascals running around. And they'll be be called the Coronians. That's nice. That's a new group. There you go. So... How about this? I got a question. Oh, I knew you couldn't stand it. (laughs) Let's hear it. In the mid-1850s, jailers used to have keys that doubled as single-shot guns as a last resort for self-defense. Jailers would use these keys to unlock cell doors, and if something happened, they needed... (laughs) Yeah, and if something happened and they needed to shoot... Sorry, Joe. How would they fire a key gun? Um, what do you mean? What was like, what, what like was the trigger mechanism or what? What would actually make the gun go off? What 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 would they do to actually shoot the gun? Turn the key? No. You know, I don't know. I, I it's probably not turning the key because that's the other thing you have to do with it. But I'm I'm really not very familiar with that uh, that is, part of firearms obscura. It is. Yeah. This is totally obscure. I'm not even going to count this against you. They would. <laughs> They would touch their cigar to the gunpowder hole, which caused the key gun to fire. So it's a matchlock. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, what if you don't smoke cigars? Well, I think you had to to be a jailer. Oh, I see. Yeah, prerequisite. If you're going to be a tough-as-nails lawman in the 1850s, yeah, then you're smoking a cigar every day of the week. There you go. That's absolutely right. What's the difference between a jailer and a jeweler? What? Cigar. A jailer watches sells, and a jeweler sells watches. Oh. I buy my watches from Walmart, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so do I. Thank you very much. And I talk him into putting an $8 Velcro because it's easier to put on. Hey, let me ask you this. Um, like out here, our average gun sales per store, you know, four to eight a day. Now they're up to over 40 a day. Are you seeing the same sales volume at your store? Exactly. That's that's pretty much how it is. Um, wow. Sales volume on weekdays has uh, gone up by almost a thousand percent, and a, a bigger portion of our sales numbers are in firearms and ammunition, not so much in accessories. Right. And and do you now? Like here, we have lines to go out and around the building, and we only allow a couple of people in at a time. Are you doing that same thing? 
Um, no, we don't really have the, the room in our shop to have lines that snake around the block, but we do have enough room to fit plenty of people okay. in. So um, it's pretty much a constant stream of people, but somehow we manage. Wow. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be a hard day. You know, it is definitely. But uh, I, it's it's good to see that more people are getting into it and sort of taking that that time to think, you know, what if someone breaks into my house? How am I going to defend myself? Right. And, and out here, the only thing they're worried about somebody breaking into their house is that they would steal their toilet paper. Because that's <laughs> yeah, our that's, problem uh, out That's here. probably how it is out here, judging by yeah. the way the uh, grocery store shelves look. <laughs> hey, buddy, it's always good talking to you. So we'll talk to you next week. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk at you down the road. Yep, glad to be on, as always, and uh, make sure you defend your white gold there. There you go. You got it. All right, folks, this has been Gun Sports Radio. I want to thank Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP, the Gun Range San Diego, A.O. Sword, and, of course, Lance Pelkey, Michael Schwartz, Joe Derbyshi, and Brandon Thomas, our board op. Go to GunSportsRadio.com for podcast updates, and you can even contact us right there. Be safe, folks. We'll be back next week. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.